As we gathered in this great solemnity, this feast of the epiphany of the Lord. Our word epiphany, which means the manifestation, a shining forth, a revelation. That the reality of who this child is is being made known. Clearly, Mary and Joseph knew already, and we heard that the shepherds had received the message, so they went and saw as well. And now these men from the east, this, this profound moment in salvation history. And as we heard in the first reading, as we sang in the responsorial psalm, this gift of the Son of God was for the entire world. Over time, the Jews who from the beginning of their being called, who have been called to be a light to the nations, a light to the Gentiles, and through their lived relationship with God the Father, their lives were meant to be an example to everyone else in the world about the reality of a relationship with their creator God. That their lives were meant to be an example but we know that that did, that did not happen. That over time, they became very exclusionary. And they built strong walls of separation. And the whole world was divided between a us and a not us. The Jews and anyone else. And so what we celebrate today is a great opening up to the worldwide salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And these men who come from the East represent that worldwide salvation plan that everyone now is part of the us. And I imagine that most of us are not of Jewish origin. So all of us are here and can properly celebrate this great feast because of the event that we celebrate today, the arrival of the Magi. These men who we don't know much about. There are many details in the story we heard in the gospel. and There's been lots of speculation and lots of things written about these Magi. But in reality, we don't know much. We're pretty certain that they came from modern-day Baghdad, Iraq, which at the time would have been part of the Babylonian territory. Babylon, the Babylonians were the, the nation that came in and conquered Jerusalem about 600 years before the birth of Jesus. They conquered and brought everyone into exile and it destroyed the land and destroyed the temple. But when Babylonians were conquered by the Greeks, the Jews were allowed to go back and rebuild the temple. But not all of them went. Some of them stayed. And so we can probably imagine that those who stayed held fast to their traditions. They kept the memory alive of all the prophecies, all of the teachings, all the lessons they had learned. One of which was we heard in the first reading. That people would come from afar bringing gifts to the land of Israel. 
and that Israel would be a light and that the kings would come and honor her. And so we see this being fulfilled in our reading today. That these men who were the studiers of the stars, they saw something that woke them up, that caused an interruption in their life, and they were compelled to follow it. We have so much to learn from this episode. And in our own world, our own culture today, that, that stresses the importance of ide- uh, personal integrity, of personal identity, of the individual pursuit that I create my own self, that I am in charge of my own destiny, that my world and my way is all that matters. So these men, when they got to Jesus, they, they offered gifts of pretty substantial things. So we can assume that they were in some way part of the high society, that they were in the upper echelon, VIPs in some sense. So they were probably well-to-do in their community, but yet they weren't satisfied. There was something more that they desired, something more that was drawing them out. And we have to be open to that same thing, that we have to fight against our culture that says my little bubble is all that matters and that I can create my own world, that I pursue my own self-fulfillment, and that I become the best version of myself so that I can create a world where I live my best life now where everything is focused on me and my self-esteem and my identity. Imagine I teach us something else. To not be afraid to leave our comfort zones. To not be afraid to go in search of something more. To allow the restlessness of our hearts to be met by the yearning and the desire of our Father's heart. Because that's what's being revealed, one of the things being revealed today in this epiphany is that the God who created you, the God who brought you into being, this God loves you. And as anyone who's ever had a crush on anyone knows that you want the person that you love to know you. You want to reveal your affection. You want to uh, reveal your love. God the Father wants you to know his love. He opens up his heart to you and invites you to rest in him. And this is what we see in the Magi. And so part of the grace we want to pray for on this feast is for that courage to break free from what's comfortable and convenient and easy and go in search of that something more, the more for which you were created. Because our story presents to us another character, King Herod, who was well-to-do, part of the VIP, the upper class. But he was very satisfied in the life that he had created 
And as we read the Gospels and we read the historical accounts of this time, Herod was a man who was enslaved to his passions. He was a vicious man, given over to every vice you can imagine. He was a murderous tyrant. He had his own family members killed because he felt that they were a threat to him. They said in the writings it was better to be his pig than his son. Because his son was more likely to be killed. This is the man who's presented to us. But when the Magi went looking for the king, they naturally went to the current king. This king of the Jews who didn't even know the prophecy, didn't know where to go to look for the newborn king. He had to call the people in. And then even then, once he found out, he was not motivated enough to go and search for himself. He sent someone else on his behalf. How often do we sit on the sidelines and let someone else take care of the work? How many husbands let their wives take care of the faith in the family? Or wives let their husbands take care of the faith in the family? They send someone else to do the work that they're called to do. How often do we become complacent? And like King Herod, how often do we react violently when something or someone seeks to disrupt my comfort zone? I'd rather fight to keep what I have than to open my heart to the more that God wants to give me. We might be big in the world's eyes, but our souls become small. We shrink into the nothingness of sin and death, into the darkness that covers the world. We celebrate today that the light has penetrated the darkness. And as St. John tells us, the darkness cannot overcome the light. So pray for that courage to be like the Magi, to feel the restlessness in your heart, to feel the something more that I'm created for, And don't be satisfied with the lies and the temporary answers that our world gives us. But be a seeker. Be a wanderer. And let that desire bring you to Christ. And then what do we see happened when the Magi arrived? What was their response? They prostrated themselves. They knelt down with their faces in the dirt as they encountered this baby. Probably not what they were expecting, but it's what they found and they knew. Each one of us is on that same journey. That's how the, Vatican, the documents of Vatican II remind the church that we are a pilgrim people. We're on a pilgrimage. We're on a journey. And we're guided by a star. There are many stars in the world that seek our attention. And sadly, many of us oftentimes follow those fake stars. But we have this little red star here next to the tabernacle reminding us where Jesus truly is. And as we come through the main doors and we come down the main aisle to our pews, we're on this pilgrimage to Jesus. And if you've prepared yourself well and you're in this state of grace, you come forward for communion and Christ is here. Do you bow down? Do you kneel down? Do you put your face in the dirt and the presence of your God, your creator, your Lord? 
King Herod wasn't willing to go that extra little bit. He stood with pride, seeing Jesus as a competition. We're called to imitate the Magi in that humble posture of prostration. So what's the posture of your heart as you come to receive communion? So many people leave the church because they get nothing out of it. It doesn't meet their needs. It doesn't entertain them. The Magi tell us we're here to give, to give the most precious thing that we have, our very selves. And so we lay ourselves down at the foot of the Master. We allow him to encounter us, to fulfill us, to sustain us. And then the test for all this is how the gospel ended. That they went home a different way. The followers of the way is how the early church was called. The way we live our life, we could say, this is my way. And so how is your way? If you think back to a year ago to our celebration of Epiphany, is your life any different? Are you any holier? Have you come to know the Lord in a more deep, a deeper, more profound way? Have you surrendered your desires, your dreams to his will? Are you still holding on to your expectations for life? Christ is inviting you to a radical surrender, to like the Magi, to leave behind what you knew, what was comfortable, to come and bow down and prostrate your life before your master, to give him everything that you have, all that you are, your very life, your very self, and then trust. Entrust yourself to him. We don't have to settle for the lies, the deceit, the darkness of this world. The light of Christ is waiting for us. Come receive, come adore, and as you leave, go home a different way.